Hey, this is episode 95 of the Collector's Quest podcast. And this episode is the first of a series we're going to be doing on different consoles and how people collect for them. And just kind of everything that's out there on the console. What the most expensive games are, what the key franchises are, what cool variants there are and limited editions and all that kind of stuff. What kind of stuff is on the edge of the set, like competition carts or things that might not have had retail releases just kind of everything. In this episode, we're going over the Sega Genesis, and we're hoping to do these for all the major consoles out there. So tell us what you like and don't like about the episode, and we can refine the format, because this is just the first one. At the end of the episode, we also go off on a tangent about point-click adventure games, if that's your thing. Uh, so give us five stars on iTunes if you like the show, and let's go. All right, Thriller, right? You get it? Not only did Michael Jackson do composition for Sonic 3, he was a Sonic fan, and he also had Moonwalker on Genesis, probably the most prolific version of Moonwalker, right? Right? All right, just making sure that we're all getting that here. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Tyler, here with Johnny. Hey, Tyler. How's it going, man? It's okay. I'm okay. I got back from the bar recently uh, playing Golden Tea, which I always thought was a stupid bar game. And now that I'm playing it, I realize that the skill ceiling is super high, and all I want to do is play more Golden Tea. What is wrong with you? Were you drinking? I was drinking. I thought that's all you do, is you drink and play Golden Tea, but like the actual analog movement of the ball it's like so precise what you need to do and like the way you need to curve the ball i think the most recent version of golden tea is my new favorite golf game beating out neo turf masters okay yeah didn't Um, expect to say that ever so that's what i'm thinking about basically all day also collector's quest does not condone drinking or you know really recommend it I wouldn't recommend drinking at Wings and Rings because I paid $4 per PBR, which I didn't realize until I got my bar tab, which $4 for PBR is pretty steep. Is that expensive? PBR should be $2, $2.50 if it's a fancy bar. $4 well, is right out. Uh, no one should drink PBR. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not a big beer guy anyways, but uh, yeah, yuck. I mean, if you're going to drink it, why are you drinking the worst ones? Because I was trying to be cheap while I was, was playing my game. All right, fair enough. If you were an adult, enjoy an adult beverage. If you are not, please don't. Or don't. Those are your options, really. Well, this message brought to you by Collector's Quest. Yeah, you, you don't know, condone Tapper. You should be playing Root Beer Tapper. That's right. Do what you do. I have no strong feelings on, on drinking or, or against drinking. Um, Johnny, anyway. we've got a brand new sort of recurring segment. Is it brand new? It's not really a segment. It's more of a show. We've got... It is brand new. Okay, what is it? So you want to collect Sega Genesis? I think that's what we're calling it. Uh, So you want to collect four. So you want to collect for the Sega Genesis? Yes, that that is the, the general name of the series. So let me explain to you guys what that is. Um, we're going to... We've been asked a few times if we're going to cover other systems, because a lot of times we get... Too Nintendo-centric, and yeah, of course, I, I want to do that. So we also get asked a lot, 
hey, what about, I want to collect for this system, what do I do? So that's what this episode endeavors to do for the Sega Genesis, and we'll make other episodes just like this for other consoles, but we are going to run down just some general facts about the system, what games to look out for, whether it's hard to collect for or not. We have a whole thing about collecting for the Genesis, and kind of learning you a little bit about that. Is that fair, Tyler? Is there anything I'm missing there? No, that that sounds pretty fair. Do you have any credentials collecting the Sega Genesis, or are you just some guy who Googled a bunch of stuff, Johnny? Um, well, I am some guy who Googled a bunch of stuff many, 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 oh, okay. many years ago. Yeah, many years ago. And then I found out all the stuff I wanted to know was not really on the internet. So I made it a quest to, uh, like a collector's quest, one might say, to fill the internet with that knowledge, and along with help from my friends on sites like Sega Age and Sega 16, even though those guys are grumpy. So I have been collecting Genesis for a very long time. I have a complete set. I'm the guy who wrote up the cardboard box list, along with some help. I've collected for all the Sega consoles, so, you know, I at least in America. I, I know a good deal about Sega. You would be hard-pressed to to find a Sega collector with more Sega games yeah, you than kinda, me. You say you have a complete set. You have a complete set, like, plus, 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 with kind of everything. Con- yeah, kind of everything. I mean, I don't want to, like, go overboard about myself. Oh, I want to I wanna go overboard. I want people to know. Because I okay. don't have... I have half the Sega Genesis games. My only credentials are that I grew up on it, and I always resented that I had it because I wanted an NES. I also grew up in that era, if that helps. I was a Nintendo kid, obviously Super Nintendo. That's well documented. But I did play a lot of Genesis and Shining Force, as most of you know who listen, is one of my favorite series of all time. So that's my definitely my favorite Sega series ever. So, yeah, I've played a lot of Genesis games. There are a lot of good Genesis games to play. I'm a big fan of the system, even though I mostly grew up with a Super Nintendo. My cousins had Genesis. And uh, we played it quite a bit. You might even say the Sega Genesis is objectively a good console because you just scroll through the list of games and it's just exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. It's crazy. Yeah, the Genesis is a great console. It, it's a 10 out of 10. Um, I rank it slightly worse than the Super Nintendo as a console, but that's not really a knock against it. That you know, it, you, If you came out to me and said, hey... Johnny, I think the Genesis is the much better console because I like these style games. I'd be like, that. I understand that. I, I understand your point of view, and I, I wouldn't fight with you about it. Sure. I, I'm the same way with you. And if you yeah. say the Sega Saturn or something bigger than the Genesis, you're, you're just a crazy person, and you're wrong. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're going to have to work hard to justify that one. And I love the Saturn. Saturn is, is pretty good. Yeah. We're not comparing the Genesis to other consoles because we would no. literally be here all day. We could go on about like all the games that are on both SNES and Genesis because a lot of them are totally different. Yeah, that um, that is one. Name. Yeah, that's one thing to know about a lot of classic systems, even though you're like, oh, I guess if I want to play this Batman animated series, I'll just get it on the Super Nintendo. It's definitely the same as on the Genesis. That is not, they're not even close. There's a lot of games like that, as Tyler said. So uh, just be careful about things like that. Uh, we're not getting into any of that. We're not comparing this to other systems. We're not doing that. We're just telling you some basic things to know about collecting. That was one What's of them. What's the Sega Mega Drive, Johnny? Oh, the Sega Are Mega Drive. Are we talking is... about that? No, that's the European exclusive or basically the rest of the world. We, we're not getting into that. The Genesis Mega Drive 
was uh, Mega Drive specifically, very big in the rest of the world. Bigger than, uh, not bigger than it was here, because it was really quite big in America. and uh, You know, almost helped Sega win the, the console wars, but they fell a little bit short. Uh, it was, though, popular. Like, the Master System, for instance, was much more popular everywhere else. But it, what I'm saying is, it had a strong install base worldwide, much more than, you know you would expect. So it, it was a worldwide console. So we're not getting into all those. There are exclusives to that and to the many regions around the planet that, that Sega sold into. We're not trying to cover that. We're exclusively talking about the Genesis. A lot of this information does cross over, though. So still some good tips for you if you are in another country. And and we say that with apologies to the people we talk to on Instagram, because we have a lot of cool European guys who post all this European stuff that I've never seen. And that's my favorite thing on Instagram is seeing oh, foreign stuff I've never seen. Oh, man. there There's... I'm uh, forgetting his name. Is it just called Sega Collector on Instagram? So good. So much... I'm, it's like mostly Master System stuff, but it's amazing. Like, there's oh, so yeah, many I good... I'm, gen- I'm thinking of Gamer Tuku. Is that how you pronounce it? He posts all... He always posts, like, the same Sega uh, Sega Mega Drive game twice. He's like, here are the two variants of this. Here's the two variants of this. And I love it. Yeah, they're... they're yeah, if you look into a lot of the exclusives, like, in the world, you can find some really good Genesis collectors out there. Mega Drive collectors. Excuse me. We keep saying... I keep saying U.S., but it also includes Canada. But Canada had some weird variants, even from the U.S., so there, there are covers that are different for Canada than they were in America, or the back of them has French and English because Canada. So yeah, and Mexico counts too. To just for yes. the record, Mexico does count too. We're, we're not forgetting un- about you guys. We're unsure if Chavez Two was sold exclusively to Mexico, or if it was also here, or if that was a, only a Super Nintendo thing. But Chavez Two definitely on the Genesis. So well. Johnny, what is the Sega Genesis? Is it a console that came out in the late 80s to destroy the NES? You might say that. In fact, I think you just did. Go ahead. Tell me more about that. That's that's pretty much what I know about the Sega Genesis. I think everyone kind of knows the It's the a 16 it's list. a 16-bit system. You know, it it came out at the end of the NES life cycle. It came out before the Super Nintendo for those who don't know. It was first to launch. Like by 2 years, maybe 1 year. I'm not sure on the exact, but it was at least a year. August 14th, 1989, Sega Genesis. Yeah, so it's not even the console of the 90s, because it even made it in the 80s. Boom. Take that, 90s. And then August 23rd, 1991. It was two years before the Super Nintendo. And I will never forget that, because there was a trivia question I got wrong, where it was basically separating things from the 90s from things that didn't come out in the 90s. And just, I instantly went, Sega Genesis, obviously, that's the most 90s thing ever. And I got it wrong, and it was like the one thing we got wrong, and everyone hated me there. Oh, man, and that's when you should have got it right. Because Sega does what Nintendo don't, at least in the 80s, and that's 16-bit. That ad refers to the NES. So, uh, how many games, Tyler? We both have 707 on our lists, which I'm pretty sure is just the list from Sega Age. And that includes both licensed and unlicensed games. Yeah, that's that's correct. It also includes Outback Joey. Uh, which is a game that counts. So It also includes Miracle Piano, for those people who say that doesn't count. It counts. Can't, all right. I mean, Outback Joey is such a weird thing, because it, was, it, it wasn't sold to people, right? It was sold to, like, gyms? Or was it sold to people? I'm unsure whether Outback Joey was sold directly to people. But it was sold. It was 
it is released. It, it's out there. Miracle Piano, you, you can't exclude that. I think there's no justification for that. It's a game that literally teaches you how to play piano. It is not a educational software. It, it, it wasn't sold to music teachers. It was sold to people. Outback Joey, there's what? Under 2,000, definitely. Under 200? There's some very low number of Outback Joeys out there. And I also think, we both agree, it definitely counts for the Sega Genesis set. Yeah, and let me just tell you, for those people who don't know what an Outback Joey system is, it's an exercise bike console. So it's a console that is exclusive to um, itself. So it's a specialized console, and it comes with the game. It's the only way to get Outback Joey, and it's got like little paddles, and it's meant to be set up on an exercise bike, and you ride through the Australian countryside pushing around a kangaroo it does stuff and you make it jump and you've got like a heart meet, heartbeat monitor on you and stuff. So it is an exclusive fitness system. It is a Genesis. You can put Genesis games in there. They will play, uh, though it does not say Genesis on it. So, but the cart is a Genesis clamshell. So, or uh, not clamshell, but uh, the Genesis shell for the cart. So whatever, if you want to contest Outback Joey, sure. Like whatever helps you sleep at night. I don't really care, and you know our motto, collect how you want. So if you're going for a full set, and you don't want Outback Joey in it, cool, don't don't worry about it, just move on. Out, is Outback Joey not licensed? I thought Outback Joey's licensed. No, it's licensed, it has a seal. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, you said licensed. it doesn't say Sega Genesis on it, it has to say it something It does not it. say, yeah, it's, a, it's got the Sega seal of quality, not Genesis oh, specifically. Whatever. Whatever. So, so, something interesting about Sega Genesis is that Almost nobody siphons out the unlicensed games. A lot of people will collect for NES and they'll be like, I want the licensed set and then they'll go for unlicensed separately. Everyone kind of lumps them all together in with Sega Genesis without exception, as far as I know. Yeah, because there's 10 of them. Like, really? What? There's there's one Super Nintendo game and you're like, yeah, what? Super 3D Noah's Ark? No one needs that. One. No one does. And you, you don't, and- you don't have the original copy of it. I have a copy of it. You have a copy of it. Can't lock yep. another game onto it. But I oh, I still think damn. it's I still think it's interesting that uh it you know, we we just lump them all together. And so the one the unlicensed games are the ballistic publishing games, which is Accolade. No, yeah, it's Accolade. Yeah. So And there's actually more than ten, but there's more than ten. That's like Hardball, Warp Speed, Turkin, Universal Soldier, uh those games. Bubsy. Bubsy. Bubsy, important. They're the ones Double with the dragon. cool boxes that have the triangles on the side. You should get them. They're all. like the old computer style boxes, so they like lift off. I call them hard top boxes. They, so it slides, it like breaks in half, and it's the best cardboard box you can get for a game. They're awesome. Yeah, they're they're great cardboard boxes, which you can't really say about most cardboard boxes. Super cool. They there was a very famous lawsuit about this whether. Accolade could make these games and say for use on the Sega Genesis or Mega Drive, and they won. And then Genesis and them worked out a deal. Sega and them worked out. Then they released the classics, which kind of are official. So most of those games that were unlicensed became licensed through a re-release. But then you still have the other unlicensed ones, your favorite ones, the Bible ones. You want to tell us about those, Tyler? I mean, I don't want to, they're just the Wisdom Tree games, like Bible Adventures, Exodus, Joshua. It's all the same stuff that was on the NES, uh, released on Genesis, and also, again, re-released by Pico Interactive. So that's another fun thing. 
Um, also, unlicensed. Action Fifty Two. Action Fifty. I swear, Action Fifty Two was licensed on the Genesis. Are you? Now I gotta look I'm, this up. I, I wanted I'm to look this up before sure. the show. Uh, pretty sure that it is not licensed, but whatever. We can. This is important. We can figure that out later. No, it's not that important. All right, it's not that. Who important. cares? People don't care. That's all right. I'll just cut myself out if I'm wrong, and no one will ever know. I mean, it's got that weird cartridge, so you know what? It's probably definitely not licensed. Yeah, there's also some other games. The You want to talk about Whack-A-Mole? I don't. You know all about this, because you think that the controller's the coolest thing in the world. It is, but we'll talk about that later. Anyways, there's like Whack-A-Critter. What's the other one? Uh, Earth Defense Force. It's just Earth Defense. Oh, Earth Defense. They're in these really shitty boxes. Uh, They're super ugly, and there's one more. What's the other one? Why didn't we write this down, Johnny? I swear I, I wrote these remember. down. It is Funny World and Balloon Boy is the other one. Ah, yes, that's it. Thank All you. Right. So those those are like the unlicensed games on the Genesis. Right. But you're right. People just lump them all together because the unlicensed games aren't crazily expensive and they're not like debated which country they came from. You definitely bought them here. So anyways, that's, that's uh, a little bit about that. Uh, so let's talk about how how you collect this uh let's talk about loose versus complete uh well don't collect loose genesis games because they come in such nice cases why would you want them loose so i got two things so it's not just that they come in nice cases it's that they feel so lightweight and cheap compared to a nintendo cartridge it's like they took all their budget for the plastic for the actual cartridge and they put it into the case instead so if you want to feel like you're holding something in your hand you got to get the cases also just a note about that Genesis labels aren't as nice as Super Nintendo labels, for the most part. Like that, they're all much worse. So you'll see a lot of Genesis labels that the glue is seeped through. They they peel more often. They look more dirty. Genesis labels, uh, like even the printing isn't as crisp. It's not. It's usually not that nice gloss that you get on Super Nintendo games. A lot of the Genesis labels are really garbagey. So the manuals get screwed up and lost for whatever reason more than super nintendo games too i don't know like super nintendo games people probably store them in a pile or something but like i don't know what happened to genesis manuals i find way more screwed up ones well genesis and here's a tip for you if you are collecting the genesis remember those little tabs that hold the manual in are really awful they're they're terrible and the first thing you do is swing that door open so take your manual which is has has the loose pages open towards the tab which immediately slides at that Take your manual, turn it upside down, and slide it in. That way you've got the spined edge that faces that tab. So when you open it and it slides, the spine is hitting it, thus preserving your manual pages. And your manuals will stay in much better condition. Also, those tabs break a lot. I learned that tip on the Collector's Quest podcast. Oh yeah? Did you start doing it? No, because I want to open up my game and see the manual. (laughs) Yeah, well, who cares about that? Like, if you're trying to keep it nice, that's the best way to keep it. And also with the boxes, there are a bunch of different kinds. You can't just swap one case for another, as is the case with many... I'm buying a lot of Genesis games, and I freaking hate when I get a game and it's clearly had a case swap to the wrong style case. They're just like, oh, this EA PGA Tour case, I'm going to use that on my Gaiaras. That's the same thing, right? That drives me crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's real bad. So there's a bunch of variants to these cases. The EA ones are noticeably thicker for most of them. Genesis is in love with changing all of their box styles all the time. And that's because they allowed uh, a lot of the publishers to have more control over the style of boxes. 
you see more variation and then shittier quality control. It's, it's kind of crazy because like Sega Master System was pretty standardized. And then you look at Nintendo, they put out hundreds of games and they're all exactly the same. And then Genesis is just the Wild West with what kind of box you're going to get. Yep. Yeah, well, Genesis was more, much more interested at that point because they wanted to fight Nintendo. They thought part of Nintendo's secret of success was all their third-party licensing deals, which Nintendo had this really super unfavorable like hold over all these third-party publishers, right? So Genesis came in and was like trying to pry them away through anything they could, so they gave a lot of concessions that Nintendo wasn't giving. So Nintendo was a bunch of tyrannical jerks about their about how you were a publisher with them like but at the they same make all time your games <laughs> yeah and while that's true and their practices were unethical and you know anti-competition it also did it like because of the game crash before that happened you know in the atari age and all that that it was kind of necessary for nintendo to come and put these kind of strict rules in or it would have been the wild west and so you see a little bit with that in genesis that's why genesis is a little bit more all over the place uh so was nintendo really not nice yeah they sure were a bunch of jerks about it but that them being jerks like that did produce some benefits not that you know this like weird dictatorship that they created i want to like be like that was great but it made for better quality all right, so the any uh, Nintendo consoles ended up being better, so uh, we're going to end this podcast here, and we're going to move yep. on to the NES next. Yeah, podcast over. See you later, guys. <laughs> so <laughs> one no. more thing about the boxes is something that drives me crazy, just like when PS3 changed its logo from, I mean, admittedly, it was a better logo, but they changed it from the red one to the black one. You had the Genesis changed from the black boxes mostly to the red boxes, and the correct thing to do on a shelf is to keep those separate. Right? Yep. All right. Yes, correct. Genesis is, you're not allowed to sort your turbo games in color order, but Genesis totally supports sorting that in color order. Well, you should just color order when possible. Also, uh, like most of the third party publishers don't have either the black grid boxes or like the red stripe boxes. So what you have is like the anything boxes and those all look pretty good together. So just lump those together. And uh, one more thing with the boxes is hang tabs. We love hang tabs. A lot of people cut their hang tabs off. Like, not when they get them. Like, back in the day, people would just cut their hang tabs off. So, you'll have a much more fun time if you want to collect hang tabs, and you get to allocate an extra inch of shelf space for all of your games. God, I hate a hang tab. So annoying. Should you cut them off? I don't care. I made a video once where I cut them off to upset some people. Well, you were Uh, pretending to cut it off, like, like buster douglas on sms right yeah i was okay yeah that, i i took like only rare and expensive games and cut the tabs off because it was hilarious so people get whatever. mad when you do stuff to your property. yeah i i trolled some people pretty hard and they they did not like it anyways that was back then i, I still don't like hang tabs i i wish the genesis it's the main flaw of the case because it makes it so you can't stack things on top of them very well it takes up this extra shelf space. It's just... You gotta get, like, different sized box great. protectors if you don't want to fold down the hang tab. Right. It makes everything more complicated. So, not a big fan of those. So, there you go. That's the... That's the box is... Uh, the other thing to know is just the cardboard boxes have a bunch of different types. There's a bunch of different type of cardboard boxes. The types of inserts in the cardboard boxes are different. There's a slide tray. There's flip-top boxes. There's different types of slide trays. 
uh, there's so many different box styles on the Genesis. It's maddening. Um, we have some detailed lists, like I, I've made. Sega Age has a bunch of detailed pictures and stuff, too. Just just be careful when you collect. Uh, try to get things in their original packaging, because there's no guarantee that you uh, will find replacements, because people are insane. So when you're buying an expensive game, check a few different au auctions so you can see clearly what the most common box it came in, because people do case swaps all the time. And they do insert swaps on cardboard boxes. Do you so know what they just the freaking uh, worst thing they do is they cut up a cardboard box and put it in a case. Oh, I bleh. I don't know like what year people were doing this, but I've in like video this game year stores. I've got two boxes like that. It yeah, video game rental stores. Those... Yeah, it's, please don't do that. So uh, let's let's go on to the hardware variants. Wait, How hold many... on, one more thing, Johnny. Oh, we've said one more thing four times. Yeah, well, we'll cut out that one more thing. It's okay. <laughs> I think that Genesis, in terms of actually collecting complete games, is easier than some of the other consoles of the era. Like, things like posters and registration cards, they don't seem as crazy to find as some of the Super Nintendo ones. Does that seem correct to you? That's correct. Okay. Uh, also, I, I think it's a lot less documented and a lot less people care about that yeah. that are Genesis collectors. They're not as... I'm not going to say they're not as hardcore, but there's just not as many... So that means that people who are extremely particular, there's just less of them to be vocal. Like, what do you even think the rarest Sega insert is? Like, I think of, like, the Gargoyles poster, but even that, like, there's a couple on eBay right now. Yeah, like Doomsday with the card, Doomsday Champ Warriors, the card so, and stuff like, uh, the Captain America pin. Yeah. So that's stuff not paper, like that. Like and th that's rolls. out there. It's not like, yeah. it's like some SNES posters I know are just, like, ridiculous to find. Oh, yeah. You'll just won't find them. So it's a feasible system to collect to complete in box up until you get to Outback Joey, in which point you'll be like, well, I guess my set's card only. So there, there's this other crazy thing that happened. And I, I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, but I'll just reiterate here. Sega had many different factories and they all came out in different qualities. So you will see wild quality variations on the same game. You will see that with like, Nintendo from the Mexico factory, like a lot of times their labels look worse. But for Genesis, like you can get whole different box types, inserts. I've opened seal, uh, excuse me, I've opened sealed games where I expected to find the same things inside and did not find those. Yeah. So, so that's why there's no like master list of variants. There is a, a list out there of box contents of Genesis games on Sega Age, but I guess if you opened a sealed game, it would be feasible to find something slightly different. Yeah, and I have. I've done it on cardboard box games, and it's astounding. And you're just like, what the hell happened here? So don't worry too much, and just get the manual and whatever known inserts are out there. That Yeah, there. don't stress out, like, you know, some may or may not have a register. card. I didn't card get my like, registration card! I can't register my yeah. game! Yeah. So hardware variants, Johnny. Finally, yeah, we're hardware. moving on to hardware variants. So there, there's not a ton, you know, there, but there are three. <laughs> there's not a ton. Uh, there's only three. That's not even remotely true. Okay, go on. You go then. Well, you How got many? Model 1 Sega Genesis, Model 2 Sega Genesis, the Mini Model 3 Sega Genesis, the JVC XI, the CDX, the Nomad, 12 different okay. at games Genesis. <laughs> okay. Well, is the JVC XI a Sega CD system? What about the CDX? What about the Laser Active? Uh, okay, fair enough. You're right. There's a shit ton. A lot Damn of ways it. to play Sega Genesis. Yep, because they were licensing whores. They would they were just pimping that shit out. Yeah, the Genesis, the main ones you're gonna run into are 
the Model 1, and then even within the Model 1, you've got the TMS version, the non-TMS. People like to get the non-TMS because it loads faster, doesn't produce the little load screen before. Uh, There's also some other advantages. The Model 2, uh, people are just generally kind of fine with, but they prefer that Model 1, and then the Model 3 is garbage, don't buy it. Like the Model 3, it doesn't work, like it doesn't work properly with some games, right? It's like not the full Sega Genesis experience, and... You can't hook it up to Sega CD or anything, so who cares? Yeah, it's it's a terrible little thing. My my preferred way to play Genesis games, though, is the XI. So the XI is a mix of a Genesis, a Sega CD, and a karaoke machine. Yep. Yep, that's a thing. <laughs> it's not really. It just had a mic import. I mean, input. So you could play karaoke. It wasn't like, hey, this is the only way to karaoke. And it comes with like, a karaoke uh, disc. So what? It was... Japan karaoke was huge. I know. It, it, so, so I, the JVC XI is like that ugly dark blue, right? Ugliest no, way it, to play Sega Genesis, I think. It's black. Is it? Am about? I thinking of the Wonder Mega? Is that one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, it's black. It's got a weird like, uh, like teal button though. No, that's okay. I'm okay with that. It it has like yeah. kind of buttons or LEDs that form a circle around one of the buttons, right? I don't think so. All right, I'm just crazy. I don't even yeah, know what I'm talking cra- about. Yeah, anymore. you're a crazy person. Anyways, uh, XI is great because you can play without, like, the problem with once you get the Genesis hooked up to a Sega CD and then a 32X is you have all these wires and different plugs, and it it's a monstrosity. The JVC XI cleans that up. And the CDX is something that fails quite a bit because the laser goes bad, and it's just finicky. Also, people carried them around with them, so it bounced around, and it's electronic, so that can't be great. So just to say what a CDX is, it's like a portable CD player that was a Sega CD and Genesis as well as being a portable CD player. Yeah, it had this cool strap so you could like throw it over your over your whole body and wear it at your hip. You would look uh, so 90s if yeah. you had one of these on. Yes, it's huge. But you could run on batteries. The Sega Nomad is a portable Genesis, kind which of. is pretty cool. What do you mean kind of? It's a portable Genesis. I mean, if it came out today, we wouldn't say it was a portable well, people say the Switch is portable, so what am I talking about? Yeah. But yeah, it's bigger than the size of a literal brick, and it can hook up to your TV with a regular Sega Genesis cable, and you can plug a Player 2 controller into it, so it is a Genesis. Yep, it's, a, it's the first crossover system. Uh, yep, and it's got these horrible oval buttons and just a terrible screen, and I got it for like my birthday or something, and I wasn't even excited. I went up and I played it, and I'm like, this just plays all the games I already have. Who cares? You know what? I just said it was the first crossover system, but I don't know if that honors actually goes to the Turbo Express. I didn't date check any of that. All right. Well, I'm keeping that in and uh, sure. I'm going to let people call you out. I'm going to cut that out. You saying that just so people don't know that you regretted what you said. I don't regret what I said. Johnny, how hard is it to collect for the Sega Genesis? Would you say it is a console that you might just start collecting because they're there? I would say it's not that hard to collect for the Sega Genesis. Honestly, it just, it's not the worst thing to to get into. It, it can be expensive for some of the games, but it's a rewarding system. It's got a lot of great games if you want to play great games. And if not, you can still find a lot of them relatively cheap, complete in box. Like we said, I wouldn't recommend, com, you know, going for it loose. But if you want to, sure, go ahead and do that. Just find a, I would buy the plastic, like, uh, cart protectors and put them all in those and then line those up because then that'll look nice on a shelf but that's you're gonna have to make some concessions if you decide to go cart only 
The price disparity between cart only and box is still pretty high, but if you don't care about manuals, that comes down. But yeah, it's not too hard. The Genesis was a system that was very popular, so there was it was plentiful. It's not like trying to go collect original Game Boy or Turbo Graphics. People loved the Genesis. They bought Genesis games. They bought a shit ton of them, so you can still find them. And it's not got that level of hype that Nintendo has, so not that hard. Some games are hard, but that's going to be every system. And some games are expes- expensive, but that's every system too. Like, you say some games are hard, some games are expensive, but I think I'm pulling this out of my ass here. It's just how I feel. On the whole, like, a complete Sega Genesis game is about comparable to loose SNES games. Like, yeah. there's about as many games over $100 in that range for complete on the Genesis side to cart only on the SNES side. So it's a lot cheaper, especially if you go cart only, because the hardest thing to find for a Sega Genesis game is the freaking manual. That's the yep. only thing that's like really hard. Like cheeky cheeky boys, good luck. Like you won't find that manual. Screw that manual. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a pain. Sure. But at the same time, you don't have to collect manuals. Who cares? I care. The, I used to yeah. not care. I changed my mind. But I wanted I was trying to lead you in I, you've maybe you've already talked about it too much on the show, but you basically you started collecting Sega Genesis just cuz you were going out and you would just like find them and it was like, "Oh, well all these games are 2 bucks. I guess I'll just start buying all these Sega Genesis games I keep finding." Is that not yeah. an accurate story? No, it it was. Uh, back in 2004, 2005, when in my area, you could still find games at garage sales and on Craigslist, I would go around and I'd be looking for Nintendo games. I'm like, oh, do you have any Nintendo games? And they'd be like, guy just bought all the Nintendo games, but I got these. And it'd be a box of Genesis stuff. And I was like, well, all right. I mean, I didn't hate Genesis or anything. So I was like, sure, I guess I'll grab those. And they were cheap. Or I'd, like, buy all their Nintendo stuff, and they'd also be like, yeah, I got, like, these 25 Genesis games, if you care, too. They're, you know, whatever. You want to give me, like, a buck a piece for them? I'm like, uh, okay. So I, I started to amass a large Genesis collection that way. And so it wound up being that my Genesis collection was was got mainly locally. And so that, like, back in the mid-2000s, I remember thinking that Sega Genesis was just garbage games for garbage people. Like, nothing against the games, but I I didn't even see them as being very collectible. Like, now it's definitely picked up. Everyone, Everyone's kind of collecting everything now. But the popularity in general is still pretty low for Genesis, I would say. For, like, the hardcore, like, going for everything kind of collecting. Yeah, well, going for sets. The other thing that's a problem for Genesis is that Genesis has a large library. It's comparable to the Super Nintendo library. There's over 700 games, so that makes set collecting fairly daunting. And the misconception about, like, Genesis games being garbage games, too. So if you were at a garage sale and you saw some Nintendo carts and then some Super Nintendo carts and then some Genesis carts sitting there, a lot of the Genesis carts, because of the quality, would just look worse. So they aesthetically, they were just, like, kind of less appealing, I would say. Uh, Not that I think the overall design or anything is ugly, but like, the labels were just more easily damaged, so, you know, and they're smaller, too. So if you wrote anything on it, you were writing on, like, 30% of the cart rather than, like, 10% of the cart. Uh, like, Super Nintendo to Genesis. Because they're they're much smaller. And lighter. Feel cheap. Don't buy loose Genesis games. I'm going to reiterate that for the third time on the show. And there's some guy out there collecting oh. Genesis games. Like, you guys, it's like a fourth of the price. Yeah, it. I mean, it, it's much cheaper. So I'm not going to fault anyone for collecting loose. All right, so, so that, relatively that's, that's easy to collect for Genesis games Jerk. is kind of our consensus here. Um, the the yeah. price of a a 
full quote unquote set is about seventy two hundred dollars, and the full complete set is around eighteen thousand two hundred dollars. And that is without Outback Joey, which is kind of the stadium events of the Sega Genesis library. But it counts. So what are you going to do? Yep, it totally oh, counts. And so this that's Outback my... Joey, that's going to add like another two to 4,000 on the cart side, or two to 5,000 on the cart side. And Johnny yeah. said that the box goes for about five to 10,000. And the box is just the box well, of the console. But I also said the box could go for 3,000. Like the box, a complete one could also go for 3,000. You know, f the market. Like, sure, it's it's not, not like a hard and fast and, thing that's kind of trading hands very often. Yeah, right. So I, I think if you find a loose one, cool. If you find a boxed one, you know, and it's anything like if you find any of that for under two thousand dollars, like a boxed one, pretty good. If you find a loose one for under a thousand, then great. All right, yeah. If you get that, uh, just send it over to me because I could use that. If you find one for under a thousand dollars, or have one for under a thousand dollars, Tyler's got a thousand dollars for you. All right. Uh, we're going to talk, so, oh, what are you going on? Uh, oh, go ahead. I wasn't going to say anything else about prices and stuff. I was going to move on to the games. Well, and the prices. Yep. <laughs> well, before we get there, let's talk about what the launch games were. So why don't you tell us what those are? All right. So the launch games are Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle, Altered Beast, which was a pack-in, Ghouls and Ghosts, Golden Axe. Was that a pack-in, Johnny? I don't know. No. Okay, Last Battle, Space Harrier 2, Thunder Force 2, and Tommy Lasorda Baseball with its Woo. stupid airbrushed cover art that freaks me out every time I see it. Got a lumpy face. He's a hero in Los Angeles. Go Doyers. Never heard of him, except for the he, game. So there we go. He was the manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers. What, I think whatever. he was You're the manager about- when they... <laughs> 80s sports. I really know about 80s sports. Okay. You don't want to talk about the Los Angeles Dodgers, the World Championship Dodgers from 19, I think it was 88. God, I want to say it was 88. Kurt Gibson and Oral Hershiser. And... No? I, I was born Sachs. in 1989, so 1988 sports. Sports don't really age well. Sports are really more of a right now kind of thing. Okay. Who cares? Tommy Lasorda was a manual. Manager for the Dodgers, and he was beloved here. And he used to always be on these local commercials in Simi Valley. So, whatever. Yep. So, those were the launch games. Then the last game we had was Frogger in 1998. I always think the last games on consoles are just a super cool thing. Because, I don't know. Besides, like, homebrew and all that kind of stuff. But in 1998, whatever company released this, I don't even remember. But they released Frogger on a bunch of consoles, including the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. And... An arcade port of Frogger released in the late '90s just seems like the weirdest thing that could happen. So, well, during like the he, heavy into the N64 era, the thing about end titles are, which makes them great, is that they really knew how to push the hardware. Then, so you got the most daring and complete games that the system had ever seen, like Frogger, and and yearly sports games that are updates from the game that came out four years ago because that's all we've been doing for that console now yeah gross anyways frogger's a bad last game to get on your console yeah it sure is but we're going to talk about the most expensive games now oh that's exciting let's let's talk about the most expensive whether you count it or not it's outback joe uh that is true yes after that, it's Crusader. Of well, Senti just to give prices, like, I, we already gave it, but it's two to two to five thousand for Outback Joey. If you get it under two thousand, yeah. I think most people would consider that a deal. 
Yep, Crusader Senti is somewhere in the $500 range Yep, uh, for complete. Miracle Piano is like $500 if you find that complete. Musha can be between three and 500 also. And those are like your, your big ones. But the key thing to know about Genesis games, as outside of those, I mean, even Crusader Senti and Musha, when you get to those, demand is what drives the price on the Sega Genesis. It's not like, oh my god, this is so rare. Not that that won't be part of the equation, but the games that people like best on the system is what pushes the value. Yep. So there's not a uh, there's not a ton that's super pricey on the on the Sega Genesis. Did I already say that it's comparable to the SNES loose before? Right. I'll cut this out. Yeah. Okay. You you have some things that aren't. You get like some weird variants. You've got your Miracle Pianos, but if you look at games like Splatterhouse and you know. Grindstormer. These are your games that are over $100. Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel. Punisher is interesting because Punisher is a game that uh, I know Tyler feels this way is overhyped, but it also has this stupid temporary tattoo, which is hard to find. So that drives part of the price. Yeah. And so, so Punisher is- with the tattoo is, is in like the $250 range. And before we recorded this, Johnny told me that there, 10 years ago, there was a run of really nice fake Punisher tattoos, uh, which is great for me to know. <laughs> now yeah, I'm worried about buying that because I need that game. Yeah. So I would not get hung up on the tattoo. Um, I get hung up on all that stuff, Johnny. Yeah. D- don't. Don't bother. <laughs> it's not worth it because you might get a fake one. Anyways. Yeah. Demand pushes this there. There are things that are outside of that. But that's what we're, we're looking at for Sega Genesis prices. And the thing to also know is that once a game kind of gets like, oh man, this game is in demand, but also no one can find it, that news spreads pretty quick, and then that game spikes up a bunch. So you've got games that could spike quite a bit. But the other thing, and this is a, a good jumping off point, is that all these key franchises, especially for Genesis, have been packaged into collections so often that it does help keep the price down. So there's ways to play them outside of the Genesis. And some of these key franchises are on a very cool disc that just came out, Tyler, which is the Genesis collection on the Xbox One and also the PlayStation 4. But it was also, what what was it called before when it was on the Xbox 360, the PlayStation 2, and the, uh, and the PlayStation 3. So I think the PlayStation 2 one, I think, is even different. That's called, like, some other genesis collection that that one was good but it wasn't like crazy like the other ones i don't think so sonic's ultimate genesis collection came out in 2009 and that had everything on it and this genesis collection that came out right now is very similar with some tweaks but it's i mean everything it's crazy sonic all three golden axes golden x3 didn't even come out in the united states all four fantasy star games all three shining force games Every Streets of Rage game, both Vector Man games. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's only two Shining Force games. One of them's a Shining in the Darkness. Okay, I, did I say Shining, Shining Force? I, yeah, I'm sorry. You can say I, all the Shining games, but not the Shining Force games. Okay, I, let's I refer to it as the Shining series because there's, there's only three Shining Force games, but other games are in the franchise. They count. Yes, that's why it's the Shining series. <sighs> Anyways, it's also got Gunstar Heroes, Flicky... It's got columns if you're into that. It's got Alien Soldier, also not released in the U.S. Fantasy Star, Rise Star, Streets of Rage. The list is crazy. It's 50 amazing games. All right, side note here. How do you feel about people who say Wrist Star instead of Rise Star? 
Oh, yeah, whatever. I don't care. All right. I think they're wrong. Anyway. All right. But okay. yeah, I think everyone knows about these collections. Uh, the one thing I do want to point out, because I think is even amaz- more amazing, is that on Steam, they actually sell these games individually. So the Sonic games are five bucks, but everything else is 99 cents. So you can you can go and get Shining Force 2 for 99 cents or Streets of Rage or Fantasy Star 4 for 99 cents. And just overall, these collections make up probably the best value in gaming, period, that you could get. Like a used copy of Sonic's Ultimate Genesis collection is 10 bucks and comes with all these games. So if I, like, putting on your collector hats, which is what we're here to do, if I was looking to target games that could potentially spike, I would look at any game that aren't in these collections, that are repeatedly not in any of these collections, that are key franchises. Like your Disney games. So, like, all the renovation titles, because renovation is uh, a publisher that people love, whether you do or not. Tyler, you can chime in on renovation. How do you feel about renovation? Well, so Renovation, they're a publisher. They brought games from the Japanese Mega Drive to the United States. And people, it's the set to collect on NES. Like people collect the black box or collect on Genesis. People collect the black box games and people want to collect all the Renovation Genesis games because there are these cool Japanese games that we wouldn't have otherwise got. And I personally think I haven't played all of them. I probably haven't even played a ton of them, but I think that the quality of the renovation games is somewhat overhyped. Oh overhyped. my god! I think that's what you wanted to so say. The quality is overhyped, but there are definitely games to look out for because they're pretty much all expensive to a degree, and they've got great box art. They do look great lined up on a shelf. I don't think any of their spines look like any of the other Genesis spines. They've all got real art on the spines, so that's just a cool Genesis set to be aware of. Yeah, but as I was saying before, target things that aren't in. Like, renovation's a good thing to target. People already know about them. They're already valuable. But if you're looking for good Genesis games, find the ones that aren't in these sets. Because as demand drives prices, these games can't be played anywhere else. You should see those games be going up for Genesis. Because they do spike out of nowhere. Fair, Tyler? You think that's true? I mean, that's definitely true. Because I mean, there's so many... I, I bought The Ooze a couple weeks ago. I said on the podcast, that's a game no one's ever heard of. It, it cost 20 bucks. It was the only copy on eBay. And just in that wasteland of 20 to $60, there's a whole bunch of Genesis games you're going to find like one or two copies of on eBay that could go up at any time. Yeah, there's also a ton of exclusives. Like, uh, notable things that aren't on that are like Contra and your Castlevanias. So, like, just look out for those already like big hitter series. A lot of the Konami games aren't there, right? So, that Crusader of Senti is going to probably take another bump. But there's a lot of games. Oh, also that were all those shoot 'em ups. For some reason, the uh, the I mean, the uh, we can't really ask for much more from these Genesis collections. But you know, the Genesis is obviously full of shooters. I can't you, you can't even list them. You know, the Lightning Force, Truxton, Gyarus, uh, Burning Force. What? There's so many. It's impossible to even list them. But that's really but the Lightning for Lightning Force. That whole series is on there. Uh, it depends which one you get. But okay, if Lightning sure, Force is yeah. on there, yeah, on the new. So yeah, fancy. But you know what's not on there? Funny World and Balloon Boy. So, careful. I'm not seeing Lightning Forces being on here, Johnny. Light uh, Crusaders on here. I thought I thought it was on there. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, there Galaxy Force Two is on there. Okay, Galaxy Force. Well, isn't it all the Lightning Force series though? Isn't that part of? Isn't Galaxy Force Lightning? Uh, so hold on. I'm gonna blow your mind here, everybody. Am I the only one who didn't know that Thunder Force Two and Galaxy Force Two are different games? I think I learned that this year. And let me look that up to make sure I'm not just mixing up like Japanese and American terminology. Yeah, because these series are confusing. (laughs) 
But there's also a ton of exclusive games to look out for that are on the Genesis. There's a Dungeons and Dragons that's exclusive to this, Dynamite Heady, uh, the McDonald's game. These are games made by Treasure. Like, go look at other publisher to look at. Go look for games made by Treasure. If there are any on the Genesis that aren't in these collections, go pick those up. McDonald's Treasure Land Adventure. I love what they did there. It's the Treasure Land Adventure. Guy, how can you not love that? Buy that game now. There's a Gauntlet 4, Goofy's Hysterical Tour, more Disney games. Herzog's Wii is one that people don't mention. Is Haunting on there with Poltergeist? Uh, I don't think Haunting is on on that. Because that's, is that an EA game? Because that came on a funny card. Yeah, it is. It is. But yeah, so things like that. These are going to be the ones you want to look for. So go look for them. Mega Man, just so you know, is a Japanese game. It did not come out in America. Oh I God. just had two people tell me that it was an American game because it, it's at of every Sega convention. Channel. Yeah, well, it's at it's also Sega Channel. So they were like, no, it's no, not really. Okay, that wasn't really a cart. The only one you can find that way is Repro. Uh, Mutant League, Hockey, Mutant League, Football. Those are quality sports titles you can go find. Quackshot is another excellent Disney game to go find. Rings of Power. I think uh, Aladdin is the most common Sega Genesis game. I think that is a fact. And in that game, you get a sword. In the Super Nintendo game, you don't get a sword. You also got Sparkster. The Splatterhouse games aren't on this collection. So these are things to target. Also, kind of like key franchise or key games in the series. But we just went over a bunch of games that weren't on it on this collection. And then a bunch that are just to talk about how good the Genesis library is. We could keep talking, but I think it's time to move on. Couldn't have an episode like this about the Xbox One. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just like piling on the Xbox One whenever uh, I can. I know. Um, uh, let's, move, let's move to your favorite thing, Super Cheap Games. All right. We already talked about how I don't know why this is my favorite thing, but just some, some non-collectible recommendations, games under $10, Subterranea. I don't, this game's everywhere. I, this must have been in every bargain bin because I had a copy and I only had bargain bin games as a kid. And not only does it have the best soundtrack by Jesper Kid on the Sega Genesis, it's an awesome game. It's, it, uh, it's not a shooter. You play in a spaceship, but there's gravity. I guess it's like Gravitar and you just go around and you shoot lasers and you rescue dudes off the ground. It's pretty cool. Neat. Uh, you also like NHL, NHL 94, Warp Speed and Desert Strike as cheap games. Uh, I do. I mean, everyone everyone kind of picks NHL 94 as the game, as like the NHL game that they like, and I agree with them, but mostly because that's the only one that made it onto the Sega CD. Uh, any of the NHL games are good. Uh, Warp Speed is a bad space simulation game where it's basically circle strafing bogeys in space and then looking at a space map while you fly in real time to destinations, which sounds really boring as I'm saying it, but I played it for hours as a kid, so I have to put it on here. And then I think uh, everyone knows Desert Strike is... Yeah, uh, Desert Strike, Jungle Strike, Urban Strike, that, yeah. that series of games. Those games there have was real also, nice graphics. There was a, uh, it was supposed to be a trilogy, I think, of those that were supposed to come out, and they never did on the Sega Genesis, but there was like... Is the Sega some, CD. Yeah, Sega CD. I think the that got found this year. They did Someone it? just released that ISO somewhere, yeah. Yeah, they were supposed to be able... like That was one of the things with the Blockbuster Championship. You, they were because they were going over to EA and they were supposed to be able to get to play that. And maybe they did, but yeah, that was like a part of the promotional material that they showed. Other games uh, that aren't too expensive 
Sonic 2. You can buy Sonic 2 <laughs> loose for under five bucks. Wait, so, what's cool. Sonic? Have you heard of this game? Did we mention? Wait, did we mention Sonic? Yeah, it was the first thing we technically mentioned. I mean, yeah. we we didn't talk about Sonic at all, but you know, Sonic kind of defines the genesis, right? Right. I mean, yeah, Sonic. Sonic is the mascot. So, I mean, I, uh, even the spinoffs stuff. are great. The Puyo Puyo, uh Mean Bean Machine, and Sonic Spinball—they're all great games. Yeah, Sonic has a lot of good games until you move away from the Sega Genesis. And you got a lot of bad games. Oh, like Sonic okay. CD, one of the best Sonic games? Okay. Blech. Okay, let's get into collector stuff. So, collector stuff for the Genesis to know. Some variants and cool caner, cool corner case stuff you should know about. Um, one, the cardboard boxes are all over the place. We kind of talked about a lot about this already. Sonic 2 has a cardboard box. So, like a sweet variant. If you can find it. The story on that game is not completely out. We don't know why it came in a cardboard box. I'm still looking for information on that. Don't know where it was sold, how it was released, but yeah, it's definitely came out in a cardboard box. Raiden Trap. I mean, are we get is our guess that it was re-released and it was a cheaper way to package it? I that seems assume, like a reasonable guess. Yeah, they, I assume that way, but it, it's you know it's the Genesis, so who knows? Because they did a lot of weird stuff. Um, Raiden Trad. They what they did was. They said, hey, our box art looks really 90s and lame because it's like all pink and yellow. Let's re-release it with a cool, more serious, like red and gray cover and put a note and say we're sorry, but keep the same manual. Uh, so it's got like a sweet the same variant. cart too, I think, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So just the, just the outside of the box and this note. So if you have the note, that's a cool thing. Captain America came with a pin. That pin is... Annoying and expensive, Punisher and its stupid tattoo. What's the fruit roll-up game? Uh, Gunstar Heroes came with a fruit <laughs> yeah. roll-up. Yeah, so that's like a, a dumb thing. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, an accessory. There's the Justifier and the Justifier Player 2. Justifier Player 2 is pink, so that's like a cool variant. But there's also this one that is like a different color pink, more like an orangey salmonish color. But there is a variation in that in that pink coloring, but it's still the the player two. Uh, also, some of the boxes for the Genesis hardware, especially the model ones, they had different boxes. There is your your first box, which is Altered Beast, and then you have the cool one, which is like Streets of Rage, and then there's like a Sonic Two one, which is kind of lame. And then when you get into the the Sega the twos, the model twos, it's the king of packages. They changed the boxes to the red and white stripe or red and gray striping, and all of a sudden, that's just sticker mania. Packins galore. You got an X-Men pack and Lion King. Just a ton of them. If you go over to Sega Age, they started a list. I don't think it's complete, but there are a ton of Packins in the Model 2s. Yep, yeah, and then there's a... Where in Time is Carmen Sandiego came with an encyclopedia, and Johnny could not tell me whether it was released without the encyclopedia, so that means that is unknowable knowledge. Uh, there's also the where, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego with the Almanac. So they both came in big boxes. Another cool big box is the Maximum Carnage one, which is a QVC exclusive, which came with some pins, a letter of authenticity, and a hardcover of that comic. It's basically the same as the Super Nintendo one, except uh, it came with a Genesis game. So that's a, a cool thing. Uh, I guess a, another thing that it's not a variant, but 
there are two games named Spider-Man, and we usually call them Spider-Man the Animated Series and Spider-Man vs. the Kingpin, I think is the other yeah, one. Yeah, and just Spider-Man. But they both just say Spider-Man on it, so if you're making lists, that's something to watch out for. True. Um, another, like, cool item you can talk about is the really cool stuff, the the weird blockbuster carts. Do we want to get into those now? Yeah, if we're going we're gonna to talk about the games like the, on the edge... Uh, there's not really a ton for the Genesis. It's really Outback Joey that people say is in and out. Uh, and then most people don't include the other stuff, which is the cool blockbuster stuff that Johnny has all of. Yeah, so there, it, it, it starts out with the New Leaf cart, which is, we've talked about, but it, it's this cart where you could burn ROMs onto. It was going through Blockbuster. Blockbuster was going to partner with them. So a, if you wanted a game, it was never going to be checked out because they were just going to burn ROMs onto the cart for you. Sounds like a great solution. Uh, too many technical problems. But New Leaf goes under. Blockbuster says, don't worry, we'll take care of it. And we'll do it with these Blockbuster carts. And there's two different labels. There's a, a blue and a green one. Those I think are the getting blue one has twice the storage. Ooh. Basically, as chipsets changed, they had to keep making new versions, which is why they couldn't just do this, because then uh, Blockbuster was just paying for hardware upgrades and then, you know, material upgrades constantly. It just wasn't a feasible system. Great idea. W not feasible during that time. And then you also have the Blockbuster World Video Game Championship 2 cartridge. So that's like a thing. So just as prestigious as Nintendo World Championships uh, go upwards of $50,000. Nope, nope. That That's <laughs> like an under, under 5000 So that's like a thing. Those are like really your your corner case edge games uh, that people talk about. People throw Miracle Piano in there, but you and I don't agree with that. Miracle Piano is a video game with a cool peripheral. Dance Dance Revolution is not a fitness trainer; it is a video game. I, that is not a te that's a terrible example, I, but whatever. I'm keeping it. Uh, oh, one thing we forgot was Mario yep. Lemieux with the hockey puck. So Mario well, Lemieux, like cool it one. came out normally, it came out in a big box with a hockey puck, and then 100 of those hockey pucks were signed by Mario Lemieux, which is cool. I don't think we know if any are out there. Yeah, I, I don't know anyone with a signed one, but if you have a signed one, that's pretty awesome. Uh, wait, can I, I want to go over the real Sega Genesis Holy Grail. Vector sure. Man had a contest where if you beat the game, it would tell you if you won the contest and won $25,000. And as far as I know, not only does no one have that card, there's not even a ROM of the winning card, so we don't know what it looks like. But theoretically, there's a Vectorman card out there where you can win $25,000. Also, Airbuster had uh, a glove you could order. Yes, that's cool. That, those so, are out there, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, those are out there. Uh, you don't see them very often, but that's a thing. I mean, Airbuster's so. not even that common of a game. No, it's pretty uncommon. So there you go. That that's uh, that's those. Now let's talk about what's going on with uh, the aftermarket and homebrews. Like what? What the hell is Some the situation stuff. for Genesis for that? So ten years ago, I think longer than ten years ago. So there's this company, Super Fighter Team. They started putting out old Taiwanese games and Chinese games. They were translating them into English, and this I guess was a big deal at the time. But they put out the games uh, Beggar Prince, Legend of Wukong, and Johnny said, Oh, Mummy, do you know that that's a Super Fighter Team game? No, I don't think that's Super Fighter Team. I think that's just another like weird homebrew that was released, but is a game in another region. Okay. 
And then I guess the big one is Pure Solar. I remember the hype behind this game was unbelievable, but it was also because the dev, like, <laughs> it took years for Pure Solar to come out. I pre-ordered the first batch of Pure Solar. It must have been in, like, what, 2008? And then it came out, oh. in, like, three or four years later? All of Super Fighters Team stuff came out. I just got two Super Fighter Team games this year that I don't even know when I ordered them. Okay, so don't want to get confused. Pure Solar is made by, like, Watermelon something. And oh, that yeah, is yeah, also yeah. not a translated game. That's a brand new Sega Genesis game. Yeah. It's true, just, they're true, just true. called Watermelon. Great. Okay. So, yeah, the the Super Fighter Team games, uh, it was Magic Girl. There's also Star Odyssey. They're oh, also Odyssey, popular yeah, for Nightmare Busters, which came out on the Super Nintendo. Okay. Yeah. So, and then more recently, so that that's more like translated stuff, except for Pure Solar. I don't know what Oh Mummy is. Great. I've got to save search for Oh Mummy, Mummy because of Johnny, but I don't know what it is. Recently, Mega Cat Studios, they put out a ton of NES homebrew. They made Coffee Crisis, which from every review online I've seen is a bad beat-em-up, if not a terrible beat-em-up. And Mega Marble World, which I'd never heard of until I went to the Mega Cat website. Uh, Genesis homebrew is not exactly popping. And then... No. What was that? I said no. No. Pico Interactive, uh, similar to NES, their raison d'etre seems to be to buy up as much cheap old IP as possible and then re-release it on cartridges, which I think is great. So they've also bought a bunch of Taiwanese games and re-released them on Genesis cartridges. And they also have the Wisdom Tree Library, which they've re-released on Genesis cartridges. So that's something that's kind of cool, I guess, if you're into Genesis. You're going to tell people what raison d'etre means? Uh, reason you for being your five, your five dollar college words. Oh, it's a two, it's two words. So I know, <laughs> I know. Oh, I, I just want to clarify. Metallurgically too. I'm using some good words, man. I, yeah, uh, yeah. You went to school. Congrats. Yeah. So uh, some other games by Watermelon. Just to clarify, uh, Sacred Line, and I think it was Poppy Commando. Oh, I have Poppy Commando. Pure, Poppy Commando, real Pearson. collectible. I just bought a sealed one for thirteen dollars shipped on eBay. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, it was a no-reserve auction. I'm like, no one has ever heard of this game. I'm just throwing 20 bucks out there, and I want it. And then is the, is Paprium a game, too? Like That is, that... <laughs> that is their new game. It's I've a heard fighter, it. right? I think it's a beat-em-up. Or, oh, it's a beat-em-up. Yeah, it's a beat-em-up. That was like, they, they like kept that one secret for so long, and who knows when that thing will ever come out. So I remember a crude uh, way to say that name, and dealing with the price they're charging for it they're charging like more than regular homebrew price for that game what are they charging for that 100 bucks 100 dollars yep. for a home like good nes homebrews are like 35 to 45 dollars some are even cheaper so that is ridiculous for a beat em up 100 dollars get out yeah it's not even on a nintendo console so there you go that's that's the aftermarket okay so that's aftermarket games and then there's some weird accessories and magazines you should know about. Okay, so Sega did have its own magazine. Multiple. Did Yeah, did anyone know this? But specifically for the Genesis, they went through something just like Nintendo with, uh, you know, the Nintendo Club becoming the Nintendo Fun Club becoming, you know, Nintendo Power. That whole thing happened, but also with the Genesis. And, well, I guess Sega Master System is happening at the same time with that. But that's a thing that happened. Do you know the name of that magazine, Tower? The Team Sega Newsletter, uh, Sega Ooh. Challenge? Yes. 
Sega Challenge was later renamed the Team Sega Newsletter. Hey, I'm right no matter what I say. There we go. You did it. Um, so that was, uh, from 1988 through 1989. This was like before the Genesis came. I guess this was probably leading into the Genesis at the end of the Mega, uh, yeah. And thing. then it becomes the Sega Visions Mega. And then it became Sega In Visions. Ni- yep. Yeah. 1990. So for the Genesis, really it's Sega Visions is what's ma- mainly in its will house. But that Sega Visions goes on until like 95. So Sega has, Visions like, goes on until 95. Issues. Do you know anyone who had Sega Visions? Nope. <laughs> I got and like yet everyone s- was subscribed to Nintendo Power. Like, what Everybody were they doing? Was, yeah, it's just like, that's just Nintendo. They got you like early in Nintendo. They're like, oh, you're like six. You need this magazine or you'll be bad at games. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of true. Yeah. So, you know, people just bought in. But yeah, Sega Visions is not as prolific. They only did 25 issues and they went from 1990 to 1995. So that's the other thing consistency 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 builds a base i don't think they after 95 i don't think sega had a base to build upon yeah true which is why it went away but nintendo you know cranked him out for it but anyways most people don't even know about the sega visions magazine or their their fun club version anyways it's a thing to know about they are kind of collectible they do get a little bit pricey if you didn't know and you care about that kind of stuff go collect for them that's it's fun the covers are kind of neat they're very of the time. Are those uh, are those newsletters out there? That seems like something that would be. They are hard dicey. to find. I've I've been looking for them for a while. Okay, I have found like two instances of them, and they went for more than I wanted to pay. Is that uh, in the collecting world? Do we call that ephemera? Is that the word I'm looking for? Tyler, just talk English to our to our listeners, please. So I can't I can't define a word if I don't know if that's the correct word I'm looking for. Okay, we're not. Don't use it. If you don't know what a word means, don't try to use it. Things that exist and are used or enjoyed for a short time. So that would be ephemera because people threw them out. <sighs> okay. Cool, Tyler. Great. Anyways, you want to tell them about some cool accessories? <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like a fancy English. It's in our hobby. Uh-huh. That's a hobby word. Oh. Uh-huh. All right. Some accessories. Uh, have you heard of the 32X? They put out like 30-something terrible games on that. Uh, Sega not- CD, they put out like 150 awesome games on that. Um, okay, you want to talk to um, about like real accessories? Oh, the that Sega just... Smash controller, Johnny. Yes, you brought this up like at least twice on the podcast before, and I you bring it up to me thing. like like more than occasionally. I'll say, well, because it was super rare for a while, and then the they found like a pallet of them, the original seller, and then they were they were on a warehouse and like so it was on Amazon for like twenty bucks. Also, I really have a fondness for whack a mole. And this is a controller that simulates whack-a-mole. It sure does. It just has like nine buttons on it. And yeah. it looks like those old like PS1 DDR controllers, kind of. Kind of. Not the pads, the ones that you hold in your hand that have like the arcade dance pad on it. It's a stupid thing. Why would you ever buy this? The best accessory, though, is the power base converter. Can we all agree? Allows you to play SMS games, Sega Master System. Totally cool. I mean, I'm I'm torn because it's... A really amazing thing, and I also could not care less about the Sega Master System. <laughs> like, oh, there's some... whatever. You could play all those games on the Sega Genesis anyway. There's barely any exclusives that don't have better versions on Sega Master System. Or on Genesis. And hey, well, oh, European guys, go look up the US library, because you guys got like three times as many games, and they're all more awesome. You got a game called like the Cyber Shinobi. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. I wish... Alright, anyway. And Master of Darkness. God. European but Sega Master not... System games sound so cool. They're not 
region locked, so just buy them. Yeah, they're expensive because I gotta buy them from Europe. True. There's some other, like, dumb things. There's the batter-up controller. It simulates a baseball bat. Big two-foot foam bat. Those aren't that rare. My game store actually gets them in occasionally, which I find kind of weird. They have the Menacer, which we talked about. The Activator, which is like the the pad, right? And the, is the pad with the chest piece. Wait, did we talk about the Menacer? Yeah, they do have the... Wait, no. The Activator is the, the octagon that you stand inside and you move your hands above sensors to oh, the yeah, button yeah. inputs. There, there's also the... What's the chest piece, though? Like, the rumble chest piece that they had. There's like a VR chest that we can't even think of. Yeah, Angry Video Game Nerd did a thing on it, so... If you're going to get one, it's probably going to cost you now. Yeah. There's also the golf equivalent to the batter up box. Uh, it's not fun. And uh, yeah, it's TV golf. golf uh, yes. Yep. So there's that thing. Well, do you have TV golf? I do, okay. uh, but I have it loose in a box somewhere. Ooh, something for Johnny to collect for the Sega Genesis. I just, I couldn't make myself care about it. Oh, you... <laughs> All right. All right. If you want to just, you know, it doesn't count, right? All right. And we and we did talk about the 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 guns, the gun, the justifiers. So those are cool accessories, and that's kind of it. Is that kind of so it? It's kind of it for cool accessories, game or accessories. No, game genie, blah. Not doesn't count hey. as a game, by the way. For all you people putting game genies on game lists, I know you're out there. Just stop it. It's not a game. Oh, you know what is a cool accessory for it? I don't. The, the game gun. No, that's only for Sega CD. Never mind. Yeah. Wait, what? The What's ga- the well, game gun? Well, I'll, it's like the it's like the Justifier, but it's for Sega CD, so don't worry about it. Well, I'm worried about it because it's for Sega CD. All right, whatever. And it's also for the 3DO. Yeah. Anyways, so let's close out with giving our our listeners some uncommon games that aren't too expensive yet that they should look out. I mean, we've already said this, but everything fifteen to fifty fifteen to fifty dollars on the Sega Genesis throw a dart at that list and you're probably going to find a game if it's like something you've never heard of it's it's probably a pretty uncommon game that could shoot up in value rollo to the rescue is okay our golden age example for that yeah and normie's beach babo rama which is a super fun name and not that common and not too expensive but getting more expensive daily and uh and then the other one we had was chavez 2 which is the mexican only version we think of boxing legends of the ring so one thing we want to close with, just if you're going to collect for the Genesis, hopefully we gave you a bunch of information here, but you should watch out for repros uh, because Genesis, a lot of times they'll just put, they'll print the paper and just put it in a, a Genesis case so you can get bamboozled that way. So don't So if watch pa- out for that. If the paper quality seems better than it should be, you've got a repro <laughs> insert because Genesis inserts are terrible. Yeah, or also worse, like if it just like if it looks too blurry, that's the other thing. People just they don't give a shit. No, I know. Um, I just mean the the thickness of those inserts are just awful. So Earth Defense Force, Whack a Critter, and Funny World and Balloon Boy. Like, we're not sure what's going on with those, but that like new copies are showing up on eBay. We're not sure what the story is, but we think they're pirates or at least fake. So stay away from those. Make sure you get an opened old one. Well, it's not so that expensive. So I, don't. I heard from someone. I don't. I probably read this somewhere that those were repros. I probably read it on Nintendo Age. But, but why it's would just you repro? So re- it's like a repro of a pirate fake, like a, an unlicensed game on the Sega Genesis. Like who? Who wants that enough to they? 
they have pictures of like a whole case like they've got dozens of these and i can't imagine that they made dozens of fakes of this game that nobody's even heard of yeah maybe it was just late release secondary packaging that were found in a warehouse i don't know i I would just stick to the original ones um the other thing in north america because there are canadian variants you will sometimes trip up and buy one so just it doesn't matter. Uh, it's still a North American release, but if you don't want the Canadian version, sometimes that can happen. You can usually tell by French on the back of it, but sometimes the covers are a little bit different. Like Sonic, I just posted a picture of Sonic 1, uh, the Canadian version versus the American version. Everyone knows what the American version looks like at the Black Grid. The Canadian version has this cool cover, which has got like some pencil drawings in the background, and Sonic, and, and a little bit of the grid, but much less so. And Sonic is in like uh, this stark blue rather than the bright red. So you can get tripped up on that. Sometimes Mega Drive games also come over and the covers will look exactly the same except for where it says Genesis. It says Mega Drive. Just look for that. A good way to be able to tell on a Mega Drive game is the manuals aren't like book style. They are, they're more like Nintendo shaped manuals. They're they're the same size, but they're longer than they are uh, wide. Yep, that's pretty much all we had for, for that. Thanks, Johnny. You took all of it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I didn't know you wanted some of it. I'm sorry. I I, this we got to share. All right. Tyler, why don't you close us out? Why don't you get us to the second half of the show? What What am I buying and what am I playing, Johnny? Is that what you're asking me? That is what I'm asking you, Tyler. All right. So, uh, what did I buy? Did I say about Action 53 already? Nope, you didn't. What is Action 53? Is it a horrible, horrible uh, homebrew? It is not. So there's the NES dev competition, uh, which just concluded recently, and they put out a multi-cart with all the entries on it. So it's a multi-cart with a bunch of homebrew entries for this competition, and it's really cool. It's got it's got like Twin Dragons on it, which is a... It doesn't have the full version of Twin Dragons. It has the competition release of Twin Dragons, but it's, it's this homebrew multi-cart full of cool stuff. And there were a hundred limited editions. This came out like three weeks ago. The limited edition costs $3 more than the regular edition. And it comes in like a transparent shell and they're not sold out yet. So NES aftermarket rare games are just off the hook right now. Just everyone needs to prepare for their Mega Man to be worth hundreds of dollars. Oh, uh, update on that real quick. Just since we talked about it, if you really want a Mega Man repro for uh, X2 or Mega Man 2, Still available, so <laughs> oh, get over there they didn't and sell get those out of their seventeen thousand of them yet. <laughs> yeah, still available, guys. Still available. I, so fuck you for that. I Ugh. secretly hope that someone is like really sweating over that. <laughs> I look. I like the guys who did Haunted Halloween, so I don't want them to take a bath on this or anything. But yeah, no thanks. And just because today was was it today? Maybe it was yesterday. The twenty percent off on eBay. That's a real special time in. Uh, in video games uh, when we get 20% off on eBay and yeah, I got, well, you want to talk about it now or after you get them? I don't like to, I, I don't like to talk about the games that I've bought until I actually have them. Yeah, me either. I just felt like I didn't have enough this week. All right, that's fine. Action 53. There you go. What about, what have you been buying? <laughs> what did you buy Johnny? Not a whole lot. I bought nothing. I bought no games. And I, did, and I didn't play any games. Johnny, you told me, like, you're like, yeah, one to two years out, and then I'll just be done forever. Yeah, I am about one to two. No, come on, let's let's get serious. I bought all those Turbo games, remember? I've bought a bunch of expensive TurboGrafx CD games. I've 
been posting them on the internet and most people don't care, but I got like super air zonk, which is really awesome. And I'm super happy. I got bonk three CD. I got Godzilla. I got camp California. Yeah. Super awesome. I got an import, uh, game boy game for the game boy color. It's Adam's family or the new Adam's family. So that didn't come out in America, but you know, I love my Halloween style game. So that's one of those. Yeah. I mean, that's, I bought a lot of turbo stuff, more turbo stuff coming. Always. Did you, you just said you didn't stuff. buy any, am I, I'm confused. I you was st- lying. Oh, yeah, okay. I was lying. I bought, <laughs> I bought the box for soldier blade. I bought the Newtopia two box. So those are, are both complete now. No, I bought a shit ton of stuff. Oh, oh, that's what I'm saying. Like not quantity wise, but I spent a lot of money on games. What's this with you being done in one or two years? Are you done? What's happening? You're out of uh, games to buy? You just have them all? Well, I think in one or two years, I'll be done. Uh, done collecting. I think I'll have got to the point where I've bought all the stuff I want to buy. So you're not just going to buy like every Nintendo game going forward? No. Like, you, I you're mean, collecting for the Switch. Stop screwing around. I'm not collecting for the Switch. I have not bought a Switch game in a while. Really? All right. Now. Man, I mean, I kind of, I kind of want to collect for the Switch because I, I do love buying Nintendo games, but I just said, nah, I'm just gonna wait a little while on that. So Switch games, I buy, like, I want to go buy the Street Fighter collection, though I haven't bought it yet. But I think that'll be fun because I always get this, like, once a year craving to play some Street Fighter. And, and so you're um, like, yeah, let's go get it on the console. It doesn't have a D pad. Yeah, that'll be exactly. the most convenient way to play it. Two people with yep. seventy dollars controllers. Yeah, being, what, I'm not good at Street Fighter, so what do I care? All right, all right. So, I know, you have no yeah. standards. It's fine. No, none at all. It's fine. So I've, I, I want to talk about what I've been playing a bit. And I, told, I played this a little while ago. Um, let me go over the multiplayer stuff I've been playing first. I, I played some Nintendo Land, which is just wonderful. The four-on-one games I'm talking about. The other games are like pretty crappy, but... I love the four-on-one games in Nintendo Land. And then Overcooked, uh, this game just keeps coming up. I've played it almost every month this year, it feels like. Maniac Mansion on the NES. Oh, no. Don't do it, Tyler. <laughs> Johnny, I'm the only person who doesn't like this game. I, like, I know. So not you- even... There's dozens of reviews on GameFAQs. There's not a single one that's lower than a 7 out of 10. So why no are one- you- why do you want to be the lone voice of contention? Johnny, it's a point-and-click adventure game, not just on a console. Cl- it's on the NES. I the love point- I love point-and-click adventures. I like point-and-click adventure games. I I'm not a super big fan of the ones that have a ton of verbs at the bottom. I'm I like it when I could just use, but right, I get it, all right? Maniac Mansion and King's Quest, they pioneered the entire graphic adventure genre, and it was a major PC game that got ported to a console. I think that's super cool, but in terms of actually it playing it... Lucas LucasArts? Lucasfilm, even. It wasn't even LucasArts yet. It's, well, okay, hold on. The, the reason that I like LucasArts is because of their great game design, and Maniac Mansion lacks a lot of things from later LucasArts games. For one, there's like 12 or 15 verbs at the bottom of the screen. Uh, all the later LucasArts games, they lowered it down, way down to like nine or less. And a lot of the later ones you just use. In this game, it's like, oh, open, close, turn on, turn off, push, pull. Like, do we need so many freaking verbs? 
Yes. Oh, no, especially when you have to drag your stupid NES cursor down to the verbs to to do them. The interface is just stupid. It's like it's stupid. It's, and I don't <laughs> like it. Get it. I want play. I want play. I don't. Do you know what's awesome? What's an game. awesome point and click adventure game on the NES? Shadowgate. Shadowgate. It, it the uninvited. Uh, uninvite i never played uninvited is it the same interface as shadowgate does it use like a quarter of the screen and doesn't make you click verbs i'm into it yep. then yep it's got like half as many actions things Have like you played deja vu what yeah all right those are all like kind of the same thing i know dick tracy yeah but, ha- yeah, but have you i have not deja- played them no Deja Vu 1 and 2 you can get on the Game Boy Color. Go do that. I actually played Shadowgate on the Game Boy Color, and it's a fantastic version of that game. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You can get Deja Vu 1 and 2, and that's like really the only place to play Deja Vu 2 right now. So that's kind of awesome. So people should get pumped about that. It's not Dick Tracy. It's film noir. So what the hell is Deja Vu 2? Is that like a a thing, or is it just a Game Boy Color exclusive? No, it's a thing. I think it was a PC game. Oh, okay. Weird. Yeah, it's awesome. Going, ba- I'm going back to Maniac Mansion. We're talking about Maniac Mansion because oh, if I don't explain still- myself, everyone's going to give me shit. Because literally, the entire universe loves this game without exception. So, every LucasArts games after Zach McCracken. So there's Maniac Mansion, Zach McCracken, and then literally everything else. You can't die. You can't make the game unwinnable. You 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 never have to reload a save because the game design was terrible, and that happens relatively all the time in maniac mansion and on the nes you only get one save slot so the saving grace of that is that the game really isn't that long Uh, but i hate i hate when i make i can make a game unwinnable and not know that so i was like wandering around for three hours i was wandering around for three hours and i didn't know that i'd made the game unwinnable until i looked it up online finally I, i cracked and it's like oh yeah you used an item that made the game unwinnable and that happened to me multiple times. Is it because you suck? No, I I I went through like these complex sequences, like not super oh, complex. I launched a car. Sucks. There's a car and you launch it into space. And it's like, oh my god, I did it! I wonder what that did. And it turns out like you need that car at the end of the game because you're supposed to launch something into space. And I was never going to know that. Tyler, Tyler, I got a question. It's bad game design. It's bad game design. Why? Why you suck? Hardcore adventure gamers like this because they just want to bash their head against a game until they've clicked everything and restarted the game 40 times. They're like, oh, if you, sh- you have to be logical. You-, you have to think about it like real life. You wouldn't have used the paint thinner on something that wasn't the paint on the wall if you were being logical about it. Yeah. My name's Tyler, and I'm a little baby. I don't like games that get so hard. Boo! No one cares, Tyler. We like Maniac Mansion. Don't be weird. You let you say you like Maniac Mansion? Of course I do. All right. How do you feel about when you call the space police and then you got to wait for five minutes in the dungeon? And I'm not talking to you about. Obviously, you're not. You're not. You don't know. You have to wait real time for the space police to arrive. So you go back upstairs. You call them again, and they're just like. Oh, yeah, okay, we'll come over. And it's like, all right, you do that again? And they're like, no, we're never coming to you. You call us too often. And the game is just unwinnable from that point. That's real fun. Yep. All right. That, that's, that, uh, that was game. That was, that's just you're complaining about games being of the era. I never say games don't age well. And this game has aged terribly. 
it's historically extremely important, but I don't understand how people are getting enjoyment out of this when they could be playing Monkey Island or Loom or Sam and Max, anything that's a hundred times better than this game. But people aren't saying don't play those games. They're just saying they also like this one. Yeah, but they're wrong. It's all nostalgia fueled. They're wrong. Oh, man. In this hobby, something's fueled by nostalgia. Weird. Mind blown. Give me some more revelations, Tyler. You're a prophet. You know, I have a lot of nostalgia for Neo Turf Masters, but Golden Tea is better. So what's up? Sometimes we can see past the nostalgia. Oh, okay. You want you want me to throw one at you? I got one for you. Metroid Zero Mission better than original Metroid. Uh, yeah, I I think I agree with that. I don't know. Right, and I and I love <laughs> Metroid. I love the shit out of Metroid. Zero Mission's too easy, isn't it? Like they point you exactly where you need to go, don't they? Yeah, but it's so cool. I I still I love Zero Mission. I mean, yeah, I love good. man. Mm. Even I'm not gonna argue Fusion's with that. Fusion's so good. Yeah, Zero Mission's great. I'm well, going to argue that games where that you lose and they don't tell you that you've lost the game is terrible game design and there's a reason that nothing is made that way. Oh, anymore. you can't get off my lawn! <laughs> there are games with game over still. There are games with score still. There are hard games still. No game does that. Back in my day, every game had a score and your lives were clearly posted. <laughs> You knew if you had one life left. Sometimes there was confusion because zero was considered a life, but that was the only time you weren't sure. When you were playing an Activision game, they kept the Activision logo on the screen, so you knew you were playing an Activision game. Damn right! Uh, so that that's that's Maniac Mansion. And would you also like people off your lawn, or what else? I'm not. I'm not an old man, Johnny. Wasn't around when Maniac. I I wasn't even born when Maniac Mansion came out. I don't no, think came out in like what eighty totally, eight. You're totally an old man about games, and then this one you're not an old man about. You're like, what is up with old games? Why are they like this? Why don't they have these new conventions which are way better? Which is weird, Tyler, because you were always the old man. Yeah, because games in general are better when they're games, <laughs> and this is. I, it's not a, it's got great puzzles it's, it's got really funny story it's got really cool cutscenes that happen in semi-real time you What's just up with that? described that's a awesome. lot of things you like what that's not how you talk about games you dislike oh no this it's i'm real love and hate on maniac mansion because if it was made in the era of the 90s of lucas arts then i would be all about that i, I bet i would love day of the tentacle because it's gonna have none of the bs that i don't like about so are, are Maniac you Mansion. Also, specifically, I made a conscious effort to play this on the NES because I care more about NES history than I care about adventure game history. So if you played it on the PC and you thought it was awesome, recognize I'm playing a point-and-click adventure on an NES. You so have a question for you. What? Are you going to go play Day of the Tentacle on the PlayStation? That is not a game. Shut up. Yeah. Nope, that's that can't exist. I'm lying. It's on the PlayStation, so it has to exist. You could tell me anything exists on PlayStation, I would believe. No, no, PlayStation 4. Oh, oh, oh. What? Uh, Also, and just so you know, Steam gives Maniac Mansion a 6 out of 10, so they don't like it. Yeah, they're probably nerds complaining about some emulation thing or something. Have you played Grim Fandango? Uh, Yeah, Grim Fandango's great. Yeah, awesome, right? What about the Indiana Jones games? I haven't played any of those. I played oh, the man. Atari game. 
but no, I haven't played well, any of those. No, I, you know what I'm talking. About. Man, I I love that some of these are being re-released on uh, that have been re-released on PS4. So I think that's really cool. Also, no, there you don't was a point sweet adventures with a controller. Stop it. It's I, so I love slow. That. Also, that on um, Xbox One and maybe PS4 as well, you can get like the Shadowgate pack and Deja Vu and Uninvited, but not, but not Deja Vu too. Yeah, the game gotta get it on the Game Boy Color. You know what's cool about Shadowgate? The the cursor snaps to the verbs. You don't have to like move it over the verb and like be oh, whatever. All right, I'm done. I didn't hate Maniac Mansion. I just, people are too forgiving. Anyway. Okay, so you don't hate it, but... I got frustrated playing Maniac Mansion. I'm so, not gonna you play can Day play Deja Vu 2 on Steam. Just, I wanted to clarify. You can. So, it sounds like it's not a lost treasure locked to the Game Boy Color, huh? No, you... Well, I don't play games on Steam. I... So. What? What just happened? I looked for Deja Vu 2. Oh, that's a dance and nightclub. Yeah. Wow, it's sure. like the if you search for Deja Vu 2, it's really far down on Google. Yeah, go Lost in Las Vegas is the official title. I can't believe this many people have even played this game. Who the hell cares? Right? Nope, I care. Totally great. Alright, point and click adventures. Yep. Is that like the go. whole show, Johnny? Are we gonna That's end? the whole show? We God, also, I'm gonna get so much like, shit about Maniac Mansion. I don't we, think it's a terrible sh- game, and I think it's amazingly important, and it's crazy that it came out on the NES. We just did like two shows. We're like, oh, the point and cl- click adventure game, and then also Genesis. So we should just do a point and click adventure one where we talk about the collectability of point and click adventures because I love that. Oh, because it's like wh- all anyone connects on collects on PC. Like it's like, oh, yeah. do you collect LucasArts or do you collect Sierra games? And everything else is just garbage. Yeah. What's that one I like? The the one with the wizard. Oh, the like, one uh, with the wizard. Uh the no, it's like the. It's oh, a uh, sorcerer, uh, spellcasting 101. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, you'd get there. I knew you'd get there. The awesome. The wizard. That's like one of the few computer games I played uh, as like a teenager. That and Myst. Weird that I picked those two, right? I don't, I don't like Myst that much. Myst is kind of cool. Myst is too hard. <laughs> I beat Myst. Mind you, this is a, this is a real thing that happened. Um, I did not have a computer growing up. I was in 11th grade, and my friend April invited me over. And I was like, okay, cool, and we'll hang out. And this is not like a guy and a girl hanging out for that. I knew April for a long time. We're just buddies. So not that kind of hang. Sure. But, uh, and she's like, oh, I just got this game missed on the computer. Uh, it's really hard. Do you want to help me play it? I was like, sure. And uh, yeah, I I then proceeded to beat that game in like I don't know four hours or something, and I and I didn't play computer games, but I just sat there and got through Mist. Wow! And what like one of the cool things in like the telescope you're rotating it, October 11th is like one of the birthdays of the people, so I just guessed it randomly because that's my birthday, and <laughs> like wound up getting a like a free clue there. But yeah, love Mist. So I when I played I played the shit out of Mist as a kid because it was a cool game. Um, and I didn't realize there were other islands to even go to because I didn't make it anywhere. And then when I be- went back to the game as an adult, like, I still couldn't get anywhere. And I looked up like a hint guide and I'm like, oh my God, there's so much more to Mist. I didn't even know. So yeah, there's know, a the lot just too on. hard to me. I-, I heard Riven is way harder and people say it's like super rewarding to actually figure it out. So one day I want to play Riven and not cheat with a walkthrough. 
I, I would like them to do a Mist collected series because the I think the lore of Mist is kind of neat. Are you joking? Then, no, it's on Kickstarter right now. Is it two hundred fifty dollars? It comes with the book with the screen in it, and it's a real LCD screen. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, I I meant for, like release it on the Switch so I can play it. Please. Oh, sh- shut up. Why? Well, who? At least then the Switch touch. has a touch screen. Okay, right, that's what I just said. All right. No, the- don't tell me you want Mist on the PS4. I didn't say that. I said ah. I want it on the Switch. Okay. Trust me. I wish all the point and click games were were remade on the Switch with a touch screen. Why is no one figuring out how to make a mouse for a console yet? What's going on, guys? We don't have the technology. Now, if you want Mist for the uh, for the DS, you can you can play with your style. Nah, that's too low res. It's probably not for Mist, right? Are we off the rails, Johnny? We're totally off the rails. Anyways, do you want to end the show, Tyler, or should we just keep going and make this the point and click show where we talk about how we like point and click, but they're suboptimal on console? Ah, Grim Fandango and Sam and Max are my two favorites. Grim Fandango is great. What a great name for a game. It is so good. It might be the best name point and click adventure. And Shadowgate is really good too. Shadowgate, another favorite. I I found that at a garage, uh, flea market and I played the hell out of Shadowgate. The Neverhood. Uh, lots uh, of Sh- checks to read in the Neverhood. I have I have a PC version of Shadow because the cover is so didn't even know that was a thing. Was Shadowgate yeah. uh, like a PC game ported to consoles? Yeah. Wow. They did a great job. I thought they that was did. a console game. Uh, oh, there's like, your... yeah, I'm like, wait, did it start off on the console? They didn't start on the console and they ported it over, right? That would be crazy. I doubt it. Games got made for PCs. Consoles are for children. <laughs> still, still the case today, guys. Originally released for the Apple Macintosh in the Mac Venture series. Do you want to know something crazy? That Deja Vu actually came out before Shadowgate? That doesn't seem too crazy to me. So did Uninvited. All right, that seems a little bit crazy. Right? Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't care. I just don't... The theme of Shadowgate is what pulls me in. I don't yeah. care. It was, a, it was a Mac game first, so yep. no, it first came out in 87 on the Mac. That is what I said while you were looking it up and not paying attention to what I was saying. I was telling you other interesting facts. Shadowgate in the Game Boy Color is a 67% on GameRankings.com. What the hell, guys? 5.8 on GameSpot and a 6 on IGN. The, the way you die in Shadowgate is amazing. Like, I think people just get frustrated because if you do something wrong, you just die. It's over. It's over. And then you like reload your save or whatever. Not like Maniac get- Mansion where you don't die and the game just keeps going. Don't know. Also, you can find me on amazing. Instagram. Default Gen. Default G-E-N. That's Default Gen. That's J-E-N. Nintendo Power gave Shadowgate on Game Boy Color. Out of 10, a 7.3. That's like an F minus 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 for Nintendo Power. It really is, and they're so wrong. <laughs> Anyways, you can find him on Instagram as default gen. That's default J E N. I'm Johnny underscore Ayuchi. Thanks so much for listening. Sorry we rambled so much. Hope you enjoyed it. If you have more questions about the Genesis, or if you have some feedback, because I know we we kind of went off the rails a few times during this episode. You got some suggestions for when we do our next one or which console you want next. Go ahead and send that to myself and to Tyler. Also talk to Tyler because I'm so lonely. So uh, make sure to post in the thread and tell us what you want to see. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Bye. Hey, you did it. Hooray.